Here we are for yet another episode of the Wednesday Word. Thanks so much for joining me. Michael Cirillo here with my pal B-Rad, David Bradley, host of the Carol Solutions podcast. Thank What's you. What's going on, B-Rad? Man, we are uh, we are slamming and jamming. We are um, we're working on today's word. Are you wearing the same outfit as last week? <laughs> I am. You caught me. This is the oh, Wednesday Brad. word. This is the Wednesday word outfit. I will wear this every Wednesday for the next four weeks. <laughs> how, but honestly, how grateful are you for technology? I mean, I could not imagine. I know you're a history buff. I. I could not imagine going through this in 1918 during the, the, the Spanish influenza. You know, I'm so glad that I can be sitting here in my master bedroom and that we can be safe and warm and have the internet. And the microphone I'm speaking into right now is the microphone that started this whole podcast. I'm so glad that I can just open a drawer, pull out all these pieces of technology, and still connect with you. Um, in the same way without skipping a beat. And so I, I just, I don't know, man, like the gratitude I feel, I know there's a lot of stuff going on out there and I know a lot of people are worried and there are a lot of unknowns, but I really believe that uncertainty can become clarity and can become certainty with the right attitude. And like we talked about last week, being a master. Um, so, I, you know, I'm just, yeah, we, we, we get to just sit here and record and I think it's so cool. By the way, short story about history that I think you'll find fascinating. Um, and I don't have any clue if it relates to today's words because I chose to be surprised by the words. But um, I was thinking about history. My grandfather, <clears throat> he was born in 1916 and fought on the front lines of World War II for the Italians for the entire duration of the war. He was. Uh, you know, wanted to, he had put in several requests to get a leave of absence so he could marry my grandmother, and they were denied, denied, denied for several years. And then he was just because of sheer persistence, um, probably my grandmother saying, like, when are we going to get married a million times over? He, he continued to ask for a leave of absence from the war. Several years denied, finally gets a leave of absence. I have a photo of my grandfather with his platoon just prior to him leaving to go and get this leave of absence that he was finally granted. That same weekend, I think just hours after that photo was taken, the rest of his platoon was deployed into battle and killed in battle. Wow. And like, not to get all like metaphysical or spiritual or whatever, but I'm like, he lived through that. I remember one time seeing it, he, he had come out of the shower and like he was just putting on his shirt. And his back was facing me. We were at his house visiting, and he had two or three scars spanning the width of his back from the bayonet. And why am I? Why am I even? I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. I don't know why I'm telling the DPB gang this. Maybe it's because I think of how he had to go through that. I think about how his father fought on the front lines of World War I. And I think about how my great-great-grandfather fought in different conflicts. And how his great-great, my great-great-great-grandfather fought in different conflicts. Um, and my grandfather made it through that. 
lived through the depression, great depression, lived through the, the Korean war, the Vietnam war, and all of the volatility that happened around those times lived through the eighties and the volatility of the markets in the eighties when unemployment was like 30% and interest rates were 30% and, you know, lived through the nineties, lived through nine 11 and, and died just a few days before his 90th birthday, living a full, happy, sufficient, um, and I use that in, in the context of where their minds were at, life. Yeah. And, and we're facing this, and there's a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot still in our control. And, and so I, I just think that inspires me. I'm looking out my window. It's gorgeous out. It's sunny. There's a lot that I can still do even when I feel like everything has been ripped away from me. And I take it from an example of a guy who literally had everything ripped away from him several times and still made it. I think what's most like what you're sharing right now is, is resonating with me as well. I, I have uh, modern Bradley lineage, didn't fight in any wars. But when I go a little bit further back, my uh, three times great grandfather, Alonzo Bradley, he fought in the Civil War. And when he registered, joined the army, he was in Iowa. So in order for him to fight, he was on the front in Tennessee, and he had to march with his unit. And, and you think about, and then when he came home and he had gotten injured, and so he was in constant pain the whole time, and he's trying to work a farm. And then his son um, pioneered California and, and stopped in Colorado and like, and how they got there. And if you just look at the history of like what people went through and how they lived and what their, the perceived dangers that they had, it wasn't just influenza in 1918. It wasn't just like all of the different things that we consider luxury and take for granted. Um, and the sense of entitlement that a lot of folks have, if you think back about just a hundred to 150 years ago, what people had to go through just to eat the effort that was required. You know, there's a, a, a strength training coach that uh, I, I really aspire to that was talking about someone was asking him, Hey, what do you do for cardio? Right. Or what did people do for cardio back in the day? He's like, uh, they worked a field. <laughs> right. The, you know, go, go out and dig a hole. Rocks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go dig a hole. Right. And so what you're sharing is, is that it, it's reminded me of three things. Um, I just touched on one, which was history. But um, Grant said to somebody uh, years ago, and it stuck with me the whole time. And the guy was, commit, was um, sharing with Grant that he had just been diagnosed with cancer. And Grant said, hey, listen, I want you to know something. It's very, very important. If you weren't up for it, it wouldn't be happening. And that brings me to another quote that I got recently from a book called uh, Journey to My Soul by a gal named Terry Lynn. And it's about following divine navigation. And she says in it very early on is that worry is a horrible use of your imagination. Love that. Yeah, right? And so, like, I started thinking with, all right, where am I worrying and in what ways am I wasting my imagination? So that was great. And this totally, believe it or not, transitions into today's word. Man, you're just a master of the segue. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why I'm feeling impressed to share what I'm sharing right now. And I hope there's a way that B Rad can pull this into, <laughs> pull this into the word. Well, so w- without, I'm not even going to say it. I hate when people say without further ado. We'll say to do without further ado. Hey, without further to do. Uh, hey, uh, hey what's the word? What's the word? Today's word. The word for the day, the Wednesday word, is vision. Hmm. Somebody's going to make a compilation of me, just my reaction to the word. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. every week you share the word and I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, vision. All right, let's, let's dig into this. What, what about vision? So the definition of the word vision is the faculty or state of being able to see. And then that becomes sort of metaphorical, metaphysical, the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. Yep. And then there's, there's a verb component as well. And I'm, what's really tripping me out, because we've talked about, we talked about this last week a little bit too, about how a lot of nouns are actually also verbs. And so vision, a lot of people would uh, throw it in vision, but it's also something that you do, where you vision, in which, you know, it, I want to encourage people to start thinking with this now, you know, like envisioning or vision nine years down the road. Not 10, right? Kennedy put him, you know, we put a man on the moon in about nine, eight and a half, nine years. So Grant recently wrote an article about where, like, you don't want to go beyond 10. It stretches you to, to past your own reality set points, right? And if you want to 10x, think big, compress time and pull the future to you. So if you start thinking about your vision for nine years later, so 2029, COVID-19 is over. You made it through, right? Where are you at? You know, how clear is your vision? As I say this wearing glasses. So you're looking at the future. How clear is it? Is it crystal clear? Can you specifically see what 2029 looks like? Who are you now? What are you doing? Where are you? How are you? And why? Yeah. What I love about this is it provides these things that you just walked us question provide us with the step by step of how to navigate, like what needs to be focused on. Um, and and back to the quote, right? Like worrying is a horrible use of imagination. It, it also provides you the, the game plan by which you can't have any room for worry. Right. Exactly. You know, Grant also talks about not having a white space in the calendar. You know, he says, if you want to meet the devil, have nothing to do. And so if you start filling in this gap, like, hey, so what's nine years down the road going to look like for me? Literally map the whole thing out. There's no reason why you can't. And it fills in your day. And that yeah. leads us back to last week's word. We talked about mastering. So then that, that touches on you mastering your mind and mastering the skills you need to create this 2029 20, vision. Yeah. You know, it, I, and I, man, I, I believe so deeply in this concept because it gets you to focus on the mechanics. 
in our DPV Pro group. And by the way, if you have not yet joined this group and you're looking for something that is different than any other uh, automotive-related group out there, this is the group you need to be a part of. I've had so many people who um, have come to me privately in that group and said, I can't believe how well this group and what you've been teaching and what the mentors have been teaching in this group have prepared me to face what we are now facing today. Mm-hmm. One of those things is a daily gratitude practice. Yeah, uh, This is something that you do. This is something that I do. It's something that uh, uh, you know people in the group are doing. And some of them kind of fell off the bandwagon. They're like, I'm not really seeing how this whole gratitude and goals thing plays into my day-to-day uh, life. But those that have kept up with it have all been coming to me and saying, holy crap, I can't believe how well that prepared me for what's happening right now. Uh, and it and it ties into vision. I mean, gratitude, setting your goals, for me specifically, is the mechanics. One of the things we talked about in the group this past week, as a little teaser for those that are thinking about maybe joining, um, we talked about philosophy versus mechanics. Mm-hmm. And to me, everything that you're laying out here, as far as getting clear on a vision and, out, and laying out the vision, that is mechanical, that is not philosophical. And there's too many people out there right now that are getting stuck on the philosophy, the how. But how? How am I going to make it through? How am I going to get, you know, income? How am I going to, how am I, how, 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 how? That's too philosophical for me. That's too way up high in the clouds. I need to be focused on the mechanics, the what. What will I do? So if you set a goal and you, like to what you just said, if you break out what nine years looks like, if, if my goal in nine years, is or, or where I want to be is to have passive to be living off of passive income as an example then I need to break down the mechanics what will I need to do in order to achieve um uh you know passive income financial freedom whatever you want to call it oh well I would need to do x okay in order to do x what would I need to do oh I need I need to do y Okay, well, in order to do why, what would I need to do? What action would I need to take? And you can actually reverse engineer. You hear a lot of people saying that. You can reverse engineer from the macro of what nine years looks like and break it down chunk by chunk of what you need to do, not necessarily how you need to do it. And people go, well, but I need to know how to do something. Yeah, okay, well, let's talk about that because that's also mechanical. What would you need to do in order to learn how? Right. Oh, I'd have to sign up for the course. There you go. I'd need to practice. There you go. Those are mechanical. Those are not philosophical. Right. And so I love, you know, I love what you talk about. White space. You want to meet the devil. Um, just be bored. Don't do anything. Have nothing right. to do. And I love just not giving yourself the time to worry, to doubt, to, to just any of those things that are going to pull you back. What's that quote about a vacuum? They suck. <laughs> what is the quote about a vacuum? Well, I'm trying to remember what it is, but so what is it that loves a vacuum? Dirt. Dirt? No. I don't know. It's, I can't remember what it is. But it's, Should it's, we Google they, it's the same allegory though. It's like white space in the calendar. If there's nothing to do, something will, it's, it will always fill in. Oh, you're talking about a, like a vacuum, like a black hole. Yeah. Type of vacuum, not like a Hoover. 
No, no, yeah, not at Hoover. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what's the quote about? I don't. I'm not. I don't follow the vacuum space that way. No, more about physics, not. Uh, okay, yeah. Right. Is something abhors a vacuum? Is it abhors or? <sighs> anyway, no white space in the calendar. If you want to meet the devil, have nothing to do. So if there's empty space, you can't have empty space. Like it has to get filled in. Yeah. So rounding off this conversation, which is bobbed and weaved um, and has been fascinating. I mean, where does this, when did we start using this word? How did we adopt it? Uh, we start seeing it really appear in the 1300s as something seen in the imagination or in the supernatural. Um, the Anglo-French version has presence, sight, view, look, appearance, dream, supernatural sight, um, active seeing, sight, thing, scene. Um, so really, um, 15th century talks about statesman-like foresight. Hmm. And it even has some kind of political reference. But I love what we're doing with putting it towards those mechanics. Who, who are you? What will you do? What will you be? Where are you? And the how is exactly what you said. Let's not look at how am I going to do that, but how are you? And then you have these, these larger macro goals and the micro goals should literally be about, well, what am I doing today? That's it. Great what day. actions can I take today that will move me closer to my, you know, if I'm achieving my daily goal and my daily goals are reverse engineered from my weekly goal, my weekly goal is a reverse engineer of my monthly goal, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I really, yeah, man, I, I think that's so powerful. Vision. Worrying is a horrible use of imagination. Um, vision, faculty, or state of being, able to see. And, and I even love what you're talking about just at the end here, like this whole supernatural thing. Um, I'm personally, for myself, just self-awareness, I am magnetized. I am pulled forward by goals that are so big they seem like they might be supernatural. Well, you know what Grant says about goals, right? What's that? Have goals so big, your problems pale in comparison. Yeah, that's huge. I love it. Well, there you go. Today's oh. Wednesday word is vision. Again, with my man, B-Rad, David Bradley, Cardone Solutions Podcast, which you can check out on your favorite podcast app.